Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey, oh boy. those two buddies. It's me and Kay Polly. I am 88.9's Justin Barney. And I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. This is Cinnabuds, and today we are talking about Jojo Rabbit. Today you boys will be involved in such activities as war games, ambush techniques, and blowing stuff up. I don't think I can do this. Jojo Rabbit is the new movie from Taika Waititi. And you want to give us a plot rundown without maybe spoiling too much? Impossible. Yeah. No, I can't. Um, it is about a young boy young. in Germany. He's, he's part of the Hitler Youth. He's part of the, that, That's not spoiling anything. It's right there. Hitler in the trailer. around it. Uh, and he has an imaginary friend who happens to be Adolf Hitler. Uh, and this is a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you may be surprised to find this is a humorous film. Yes. Um, so Hitler Youth, imaginary Hitler. Yeah. It's coming Comedy. To, coming to terms with uh, what he is into as a boy, which is different than most, yes. <laughs> and uh, his mother, who happens to be in the resistance. Um, it's bright. the The costumes are great. Yeah. Um. It's it's kind of like visual tone matches. It's um. It's the like this the tone of the story, which is kind of like light and bright and funny. Yeah. Um. What did you think of it, Kay Polly? I loved it. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I was like, I was excited already because Taika Waititi has made some just fantastic comedies. He's oh, yeah. got such a good sensibility for this. And so this is very uh, tricky waters that he's <laughs> he's uh, trying is. to navigate. And uh, I think he did it expertly um, right. without without minimizing Nazism right. at all. Um, but he still managed to make it hilarious, too. I really liked a lot about this movie. Yeah. I, I love the costumes. I, I really liked what TT and his character. Um and the I, yeah. I, I I liked the humor and the brightness of it all. I feel like it didn't quite hit me the way that it was intending to hit yeah. me. Or like some of the some of the beats I think were kind of like bigger on paper than they were yeah. um once they finally came. There was a you know, so I was reading some of the criticism online, um and mostly it's gotten wonderful reviews and people are mm-hmm. really finding it hilarious. Of course, especially in this time, actually not even especially in this time, Nazism is pretty always, <laughs> always frowned upon. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. But honestly, there are people who are like, uh, you know, how, you know, trying to um, put a gentle face to Nazism. And it, it was kind of an extreme response to a film it that is. in no way. Uh, lightens Nazism itself. No. Essentially, it's a young boy who is obsessed with being Hitler Youth. Yeah. Because he's a young boy and he's it's in the 30s. In, yeah. So, of course, he's he brainwashed. He takes all the stuff that everyone says. Yeah. As and he reality. doesn't realize the actual truth of it. Mm. Um, as I'm sure, you know, a lot of young boys who are just, you know, don't Old understand. The, but uh, throughout the film, he does. I mean, that's the whole film as a whole. He discovers the the absolute horror of it um so in that part there's there is some de- tense and and sad and heartbreaking moments that bring that you see this whole boy's whole journey so it's very very 
flippant to just say, oh, he's, he's it's not at all what he's doing. He's not putting a, a, a kind face to Nazism because that boy's not a Nazi. Mm-hmm. You know, they, and then that's how they explore that in the film. Beyond that, it is hilarious. It is Taika Waititi as Hitler is such a funny combination. I think, uh, I believe he's a Jewish director. Yes. Uh, he's also from New Zealand. Yes. And so his accent is a, an amalgam of those things already. Mm-hmm. And it's this boy's version of him, which makes him like hilarious. Because yes, it's does. his idealized version, who's actually very uh, helpful to the boy, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, we're going to get into some specifics and uh, throw a couple other things in there after the break. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film, offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at associatedbank.com slash mkefilm. Member FDIC. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Steinhoffel's Furniture, fourth-generation family-owned furniture and mattress retailer serving southeastern Wisconsin since 1934. Steinhoffel's offers leather and upholstery, dining and bedroom furniture, plus fireplaces and mattresses. Online shopping at steinhoffels.com. And uh, we're back. Oh, hello. hello, we're here. I think we're going to talk about it a little bit more in the abstract, and then it's hard to talk about this movie without... Yeah, we might <clears throat> have to give away a little bit... Uh, Towards the end here, well, let's not go spoily immediately, right. but we we'll, we'll probably have to talk. About one of one of one of the things that I didn't totally love about this movie was, I mean, it is Nazi Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, a lot of people compared it to, it's either Life Is Beautiful combined with Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah, because and it's like I love Wes Anderson. Yeah, you know, big fan. Yeah. I love his his framing, his shots, the colors, yeah. the costumes, the tone, you know, like kind of everything. And this, it, it just felt so much like it was yeah. just taking that. Yeah. You know, that it was, it was, it just kind of felt like I know what this movie is doing. Yeah. I like, I, I know what we're going for here. And like a lot of times, like I really like that, you know, yeah. like I, I like, I love the storyline. I it was it's fun to follow that yeah um but it was it was just so much that thing yeah and then uh, also it's got like some key like reveals or like mm-hmm. bits that happen that i felt were just so you you just so know that there's really no other option but for this thing to happen sure yeah there's there's i mean you have a, <clears throat> a comedy about uh germany in the in the 30s right you know you're going to have to put some dark some plot, some like darkness in there. You know that something bad's got to happen. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you are doing what those critics say, which is lightening the idea right. of the Holocaust and World War II. Um, so obviously that's going to happen. But it, for me, it wasn't much like, oh, I'm anticipating this thing because it could have been a bunch of stuff. I was actually quite surprised by one of the major events towards the end. Um, and cause I just didn't know they were going to go that far. Sure. I knew that they would reveal to this young boy what Nazism really is because he clearly doesn't understand it. Right. He's a sensitive boy. They try to in camp, they try to get him to kill a rabbit to show he's tough. Right. He can't do it. Right. You, you, he's clearly set up as a sensitive boy, but I didn't know they were going to go so directly into 
kind of waking him up, violently waking him up to his surroundings. Right. So that didn't bother me too much. The Wes Anderson thing, um, honestly, it's we're in a filmmaking era where Wes Anderson's influence is pretty substantial. Yeah. I didn't think it was too intense. There's not a lot of like uh, title cards and like symmetrical shots. I mean, it wasn't too intensely his style. I do totally understand the comparison, but it what didn't really distract me too much. Things that I did love about it. Um, yeah. I loved Taika Waititi's Hitler. Taika Waititi is so funny in every everything I've seen him in. He is just, um, he's so natural in that yeah. role. I mean, like, it's weird to say someone's natural as Hitler. I mean, like, <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean that he's, like, natural as Hitler. Because he's not he is, Hitler, really. Right, but he's so, he's so, like, naturally funny. Yeah. You could just, like, he's just got that, like, that air about him where he is... You could tell he wrote these lines. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's very comfortable with. It. He's so like he's so comfortable with the delivery, and he's so good yeah. at the delivery. He is just hilarious. And but the shining star, yeah. of this movie. Oh, I think we're on board. Is I don't is, know what you're going to say, but I know what you're going to say. Is Jojo's friend Yorkie? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Jojo's friend Yorkie is kind of like a a pudgy little sidekick. Yeah. That um delivers his lines perfectly. It's the sweetest it's kid so in the sweet world. And so funny. I would 100% watch that spinoff yeah. of like his story yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like a buddy whatever. cop movie, but they're yes. like little kids. Oh my God, he was so great. And so it's like, it had these side characters that, that I think were kind of like better than main characters. Yeah. You know, like I think Yorkie was better and and Hitler and, um, and, uh, but I think the movie had some really great beats. You know, there was, like, there's a part in the middle that I felt like was, you know, I usually, for this, yeah, usually I take notes, like, during the movie. And for, for this one, I, like, I was with, um, you know, I, I, I really wasn't taking notes. But yeah. then this thing happened in the middle, and I was like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. I have to, like, write it down. And then they they come back to it in the end, and it was like, that was... You know, that was, it was a perfect beat, yeah. you know, and it was a, it was like a perfect thing to happen. And so I it felt like the pacing of it. Um, and like, I felt like all the beats were really good. Yeah. That kid. Oh my gosh. Sees this every time he sees his friend, they hug. They're two little, tiny, little adorables. And, uh, he, there's a scene where he becomes like a child soldier again, very dark. Theme. Yes. But he's wearing, and he sees his friend. They're in the middle of like a battle ish. It's like a bad time. And he sees his friend and goes, oh, hey, hey, Jojo. And they hug. And, and they catch like, up a bit. And he has this new uniform. And he goes, is it made out of paper? He goes, they, and then with air quotes, he goes, they call it paper-like, which was one of the funniest parts of the movie. It was so funny. His delivery is just so natural and adorable. Um, and I will say the actor who played Jojo Rabbit, that young boy, yeah. was so good. He was good. He was a great actor. I also thought Scarlett Johansson did an amazing job. She's played. I loved her. The movie is essentially about a cool mom. Yeah, I mean that's a big yes. part of the movie. Is just she's so charming and has such a great relationship with her kid. Yeah, so they really set you up for that kind of like that relationship they have, and she's doing stuff that she's keeping it away from him because he wouldn't understand. Right. She's trying to help the resistance, and they uh, and one of the main kind of plot points of this film is that she's keeping a young Jewish woman hidden in their attic and he discovers her and he's conflicted because he's part of the, you know, Hitler youth. An intense subject matter when all these actors are charming as hell. Yeah. And they make it, but they also, they don't leave out the drama and the, and the terror of the time. Uh, but 
oh man, all the actors I thought were just nailed it. Um, I don't think like the the soundtrack was great. Yeah, it was really the, good. I noticed it. It like and it it was it was like it's so Wes Andersony with using kind of like fast paced, um, kind of like B side rock and roll yeah. music. Where, but it was like it was just so good. There's a Tom Waits song. There was. I did notice that. That was, and that was real good. A real treat. <laughs> <laughs> so the soundtrack was great. The, I really loved the brightness throughout the whole movie. Yeah. It like, it just was so good to reflect that tone of of brightness and yeah. the costumes were amazing. So good. I want to go back to Taika Waititi for a second yeah. because I really want to talk about a little bit about his Hitler. Yeah. So the Hitler that is the imaginary friend is this little kid's idealized version of who Hitler is. Yeah. So it's Hitler without the intense hatred. And it seems like the character is essentially set up to help support and uh, this little boy and work out his problems. Yeah. So Hitler's constantly going, oh, no, you got it. You look great today. And he's constantly giving him these, like, Ego boost. Yeah. And then towards the end, he becomes a darker, a more realistic version as the kid starts to learn more about yeah. it, which I think is the most interesting part and in the the way they kind of expertly handle that. But one of the funniest moments of of the, his interactions with imaginary Hitler is when he goes, Okay, I gotta go. And he just dives through the window. Yeah. It's such a quick, weird <laughs> ending. Like, okay, see ya. And then dives headfirst through a window. I laughed so hard to beyond the point where everyone else had stopped laughing and yeah, I yeah. couldn't stop. That's funny. Which I always love and hate that when that happens in the theater. That's okay. <laughs> I, I would definitely I've in in the past I've been like never I don't like watching movies twice. Yeah. You know, I don't like seeing a movie again. There's just there's so many that I haven't seen. I'm like yeah. you know, why slow down? But I would see this movie again. Yeah, I, and I have been more open to that recently. Yeah, and it's an interesting one to like I would see this again to yeah. note it because I'm sure that it's one of those where like if you, while you're laughing you may have missed uh, subtlety. Right, and it's an, I am a huge fan of comedies, and um, lately I feel like comedies have been either I like broad comedies once in a while too. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. It's just it seems that's mostly what there is now. And this one. Wes Anderson's a great example. This one, um, I think, is one of the best comedies of the year. Now, I will say that's kind of a low bar because there's just not a lot of great comedies um, this Book year. Smart. Book Smart was great. That's another good one. Yeah, but yeah, not a not yeah, but also kind of it was them. a smarter version of a broad comedy. Yeah, sure. Which again, totally great. These kinds of more interesting, kind of oddly conceived movies are are a little few and far between. So I was really excited that this exists. Totally. If you like this movie or you're interested in seeing it, here's another, especially with all the controversy around, which is it's kind of minimal controversy, around the subject matter being a comedy, there is a fantastic documentary called The Last Laugh. It was at the festival, I'd say like three years ago. Okay. Uh, Mel Brooks is in it. A ton of famous comedians are in it talking specifically about can you laugh at World War II? Can you oh, laugh that's such a good at idea. Hitler and the SS yeah. and those kinds of things? Is it okay to make fun of that, to talk about it, to joke about it? It's a fascinating documentary. It's obviously a hilarious documentary with all the people you have involved, but it really kind of talks about taking this dark subject matter, whether it's the Holocaust, whether it's World War II, et cetera, whether it's cancer, and mm. f- not finding those things funny. Those things themselves aren't funny, but being able to make light or not even uh, to joke about it, to find mm. humor in the absurdity and the awfulness. 
And they talk about how a lot of people, that's how they got through some of these horrendous events is through comedy, through humor. Sounds um, good. It's a really good documentary, so I think that would be excellent. I love to because because that's one of the things I was thinking of is like you know you've got a funny Hitler, yeah, but it's been done a, a oh, bunch yeah. of times. The before. producers you know, is a perfect example, right? Of that, it's yeah. like it's hard not to th- see this movie and not think the producers, right? Which was made like fifteen years after World War Two, you yeah, know, or something yeah. like that. It was like it was like within twenty, yeah, and so it, it like. We sure we certainly have like the specter of time right now right. that like separates us, but th- it's been done since oh, yeah. you know for decades. And I would also highly recommend Taika Waititi's other films. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People is hilarious, and also has a adorable young boy who's hilarious and sweet and charming. Like <laughs> he must have like a real root in his childhood because he has another film called Boy again about a young boy uh, in in New Zealand. I feel like a lot of this may be Taika Waititi as a child. Totally. Like, yeah. And also, I mean, he in Thor Ragnarok, he is the funniest the Marvel best movie. The, the funniest, funniest Marvel movie, hands, hands down. down the, it's, they took a, a character who's not particularly funny. Thor's never been a funny character. It was really hilarious. It was. Yeah. And he was the funniest part. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. So, and also, I, yeah. like all the Wes Anderson movies, you know, like yeah. if you liked this <laughs> and yeah. you have never seen Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, that's true. This Moonrise Kingdom is so good. You have good. a lot to watch. Yeah. Have you seen anything else lately that we haven't talked about? Oh, God. Um, I watched Avatar the other day again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like to watch movies again, but Avatar. This, it, well, this is what I, it was like. I was watching it again, and I was like, this movie is, um, it's, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like it's so it's easy to like the bad parts are bad. Yeah. You know, like the characters are super thin. Yeah. They um their lines are often bad. Yeah. And oftentimes they're performed poorly. You know? <laughs> but it's really good. But um but it's like all but all of the characters like fit their place yeah. in the movie and the movie itself it's it's really hard to like critique our culture in that way <laughs> yeah. or without just like sounding like the Joker without yeah. being like, you know, society, man. Yeah. Um, and it, it's like a, a, an evaluation of like our, our morals of, of like what we've done. <laughs> and like, sometimes it's like good to do that. And it's good to take a look and yeah. say like, maybe we, you know, I don't know. I, I had a moment with Avatar the other day. <laughs> I came around <laughs> Avatar, and I was like, hey, buddy, I get it. I'll be honest, I've seen about 15 minutes of Avatar. I've never seen the whole thing. And I don't, like, I don't know why it didn't appeal to me when it first came out, because it seems like a world I would be very interested it's in It's like, seeing. the world they build is so fun. Okay. And it's, I'll have to check it out, because like, there's two so more coming. Immersive? There's two more coming? Yeah, they're making them back to back. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> He's Lord's, Lord of the Ringsing it. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, I watched a lot of sweet movies this weekend. I watched oh. a lot of movies in general this weekend, but I watched both uh, Paddingtons back to back. Oh, whoa, my God! Why didn't you call me? Yeah, <laughs> I, I am mad at you. <laughs> well, it started out by uh, my girlfriend and I accident or not accidentally, but we started watching Christopher Robin. Oh yeah, which, terrible. 
No, I loved it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like my brother is like pro Winnie the Pooh and I am pro Paddington. And I'm yeah. always like, oh, what's your favorite Winnie the Pooh movie? <laughs> Freaking Christopher Robin! I am, I am a, I'm between, I'm a, I'm gonna bring you two together because I am. There's room for both. That's what I always tell him. Room for both bears. That's what I say. I'm like, it doesn't have to be one against the other. He's like, it does have to be one against the other. Because I watched, I, I really did a study of bear of cartoon bears in film. This weekend, wow. what were, we were doing some weird stuff. I know. I watched Christopher Robin. I was totally in the right place for it. I'm like, it's saccharine sweet. Oh yeah. But I was all into it. I'm like, all the characters seeing them and the animation's crazy good, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really loved it. And then that I was I brought up. I'm like, oh, have you seen Paddington? You would probably like that too. And then we happened to be at the library, and they were both there. I'm like, let's just do it. Yeah, just have them on. Oh my god, I'm so. Jealous. And I've seen both before, but she really liked them. And I was like, oh man, cartoon bears. Yeah. If I see a bear in real life. I am more apt to just go up to it and put a hat on it now. <laughs> so it's dangerous in that fashion. But uh, I, don't, I don't see anything that can go wrong. Oh, God, I love that <laughs> so much. Yeah, a lot of cuties out there, little cute movies out there. That's great. But yeah, I got to watch some edgy stuff soon so I can get back in the yeah, swing right. of things. Yeah. Um, Jojo Rabbit, go see it. Yeah. Good. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Oh! We had handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. This is them handcrafting. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. We also get support from Associated Bank. Thank you. And Steinhoffel's Furniture. As you as well. And also from our members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. Who I believe there was, I looked in the almanac, uh, both of our organization's members are the most beautiful people in the world. And one more person to thank, which would not be possible, Without you, Christopher, Christopher Pollard. Pollard. I Thank knew it! You. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was weird. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.